that's the first thing I noticed um, how specific you were, the fact that you searched on three continents. It sounded very exhausting. Yeah, I was very motivated to find my person. Like I was, I really, probably also because it took me, like it it just didn't happen for me, you know, like I just, as, as I was dating, would, it was not working for so long. It just became even like, more of a mission, right? Like more of a mission, more of a mission. Something <laughs> you had to start after. Yeah, exactly. Because it just it wasn't working. Like it really wasn't working for me. <laughs> so what what continent did you start with? Was it North America? Are you born and raised? Yeah, I was born and raised in North America and then um went to Europe and then eventually it was on uh the African continent. Um oh, and actually a little bit on the Asian continent too. Oof. That's true. Mm. <laughs> That's like, four, isn't it? <laughs> I was I lived in Istanbul for a little bit of time, which Istanbul, if you haven't been, is amazing. And it's split between the continents of, of yeah, yeah. Europe and Asia. So But it's not considered in the Middle East either. Um I I think sort of it's kind of, you know, it's the Near East, maybe we would say. Because um, it's the beginning, right? It's the beginning of the Asian continent. Obviously, it's running up against the European and, and the African continent. So, um, well, I guess it doesn't run into Turkey itself yeah, yeah. isn't necessarily running into the African continent, but that region. Yeah. Yeah. And I noticed that you speak uh, your languages were German as well. Do you speak time in Germany or Austria? I did. I first lived. Um, so when I was. I guess in high school, we can say I did an exchange and lived in Germany for a while okay. and then went back after high school and then got a degree in it. So <laughs> I started I started teaching German. Actually, that was my that was my career for quite some time. Oh, teaching English and German all over the world. So um, it's something that I kind of fell into. I'm, I'm definitely a big language person. Um I've actually studied 10 languages. So German is my sort of like most fluent second language. Um, but I, I'm very big into into sort of all the languages of the world um, in, a, in a very nerdy way. Oh, well, hello, my name is Bernardo. Ah, get it back into Deutsch. Sehr gut. Und ja? Ah, sehr gut. Danke. So <laughs> that, 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 yeah, I, I, I know, I know a little bit. It's really hard trying to teach yourself um, and not live oh. there. So that, that's the yeah. struggle that I kind of had. I had a partner uh, in Austria for, for a couple of years. Like that, that, there was always that language there. But luckily, she was very good at English because of obviously over mm. there they value that. I guess in the states, most people would take Spanish yeah. or French at this time of lollygag with it. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, she spoke really good English. Mm -hmm. It was never a problem, but I did try to learn a little bit on my on my own, and I still kind of try to learn here and there because Germany and Austria, or mm -hmm. German other languages, always fascinating. Very different. Yeah, it's 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 a hard language to learn, and especially as you said, if you're not you know being immersed in it and. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. That's how I ended up on so many continents, you know, trying to date because I wanted to learn their language. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. 
Okay, so yeah. it's like I told I told our friends um when I told them that I, I scheduled a, a dating coach. I was mm. like, this is gonna be a fun fun episode. Um I I don't got much experience to compare it to because I mean I barely started, but I could just tell it's gonna be a fun fun episode. I would imagine it's, it's so I have a lot of questions and you know, as a also a single person in their thirties, you know, it's like I know that was what you're talking about as far as like dating your thirties and you know, going on that's the tenders and the bump up yeah. and that and the swipe culture. That's something I'm kind of interested in because um my introduction to uh, Tinder was actually from the documentary uh, The Tinder Swindler. So that was my introduction to it. So it was it was just like a big um cautionary tale, if anything. Mm-hmm. So for me to for Tinder, I see it as um from what I get, it's swiping left or swiping right if you like a person or don't like a person. Yeah, so swipe left if you don't like the person, swipe right if you do like the person. Okay. And Bumble Bumble works the same way, too. So there, there's this uh, methodology is kind of being a, a, adopted as like, yeah, dislike is send it away to the left. Like is to send it to the right. Oh, and then the person, does the person know that you like them? Or is it until they hit you with a like to and then it's like, oh, being, being, it's a match. So now these dating apps have created sort of paywalls <laughs> where if you pay, you can see who likes you beforehand. Um, but the traditional way, we can call it, or the the free way often is you don't get to know who likes you until you've swiped on them. And then if you swipe right, saying that you like them and they've also swiped right, like you're in agreement that you find each other attractive, then they'll say it's a match and, you know, connect you in a little chat room, essentially. Um, yeah. I saw a story. I don't know if it was more of a clickbait or a sensational kind of title, but it was like a thousand dollar plan on Tinder. Something like that. Um, I would believe it. I have not. I haven't. I don't usually recommend Tinder in my work. <laughs> yeah. Man. So I haven't I haven't researched that, but I I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, it's it's a very um yeah, at a corporate level, dating apps are becoming very interesting. It's very lucrative, I guess, because you're you're dangling the possibility. I mean, you search on three continents for you're dangling the possibility of your your true love, your soulmate, whatever it may be, in front of a person and older we get we feel like we have to learn a person what's wrong with us i haven't found a person that can put up with me you know we start feeling the pressure sometimes in family because um uh, my background is uh mexican native american and with my culture i see it a lot um if you don't have kids by the time you're 25 it's like something's wrong with you and right yeah i can't even complain as a guy because the pressure is 10 times more when you're a woman in, in my culture, because it's like you know, if you if you're ambitious and you're working towards your career, or you're going to school or grad school, like what's wrong with you? Why aren't you mm-hmm. having kids yet? Like I have a yeah. friend that um, she's always competing with her sister. Older sister is a housewife. You know, she went down that path. Good for her. She's a housewife. She has kids, and she's doing like a postgraduate school, like in a PhD. And her mm-hmm. mom just tells her like, yeah, that's fun and everything, but your sister has kids already. Like, why don't you have? Yeah, I mean, I don't want to put accomplishments on a scale, but getting a PhD, it's kind of a big deal too. Obviously, yeah. having kids is amazing. Raising kids, 
having a very life is awesome, but getting a PhD, you're not slacking away and wasting your life, I would imagine. Right. Yeah, exactly. And I think a lot of that, what you're talking about, stems from this kind of an outdated fear, we can say, that like women are going to miss their fertility window. Um, And the truth is, like, living in America, you know, okay, our birth rates are not the most amazing in the world, but we do have the medicine. Like, we do have the capability for people to, for women to be giving birth to babies, like, much later, right? Like, your 40s, right? So we're not talking like your 20s are the best time to have a baby anymore. It's like, you could easily have healthy children in your 40s. So there's kind of this lag that I think <laughs> is happening in terms of like, there there are these values of like, start family as soon as you can. Like, it's just, you know, you're 18, like, leave your house, get married, let you go start a family. Um, and yeah, there's, there's kind of this like, oh yeah, like everyone has a different life path or, you know, has different values that they're bringing to the forefront and having a PhD is probably just as good as having a baby. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but you, so it brings you personal fulfillment, honestly. Yeah. Um, and having, you know, like waiting till later doesn't negate the fact that you could also become a parent later in your life. Um, so yeah, we're at we're at kind of an interesting crossroads where there's like there's a little catching up maybe to yeah. do in terms of yeah because like, I'm also barely learning. I have someone scheduled for the day on the topic of egg freezing, and I think mm-hmm. that's hitting what you're talking about as far as you know it being prolonged the the time which you can have a kid. Yeah, or, totally. Yeah, yeah. So you know, what is what is your way? I think it's more the pressures that we succumb to. Society that and yeah okay, okay. I, I'm rambling here. I, I want I want to get into you. Sorry. Sorry. So before I like this rambling, it's good. When we started recording, you were just like, "Let's go ahead and start recording." As far as so on, mm-hmm. but um, we were talking about up there, like you, the way you were searching for love, was it developed from like the growing up watching Princess on Disney kind of fable? mythology or what was it that or you needed a person was it just companionship in general or did you were you under the prince princess um, i think probably a little bit of both we could say i was actually i was raised in a way that i was not allowed to watch tv and i definitely was prohibited from watching disney princess movies for example because my mother um her version of feminism was that i should not take on any of that right it was like uh for her it was like i should i should not need a man i should not you know uh identify at all with being a princess so um i i had you know exposure to fairy tales for sure so there was still some of that and of course romantic comedies right like as i reached adolescence like no longer just doing what my mom wanted (laughs) romantic comedies were like a big a big part of growing up right and in the early 2000s as you probably know like they were they were the big thing yeah i, I, I think we're in the same office our stuff that we saw growing up yeah. yeah exactly so uh you know that is not quite a fairy tale necessarily but it 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 does perpetrate a little bit of the same story in terms of like you know oh you're a woman just living your life and then 
if you're a straight woman, right? You're a straight woman living your life. And then some man comes into your life through some mayhem. And then because he wants you so much, you overcome all the odds and you guys get together. Like that's, you know, that's like what love is. <laughs> um, and I, I was also in a really small school, right? Like I had a, a nice weird upbringing. So that also helped me. <laughs> so it was like a small town kind of vibe. It was in a big city, but it was it was a private art school, essentially. Okay. Um, so I and I went to school with essentially the same males, like the same guys from the time I was six years old. So six to 12, I was with the same kind of essentially all of them, the same men. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, that didn't lead to a lot of like dating options or whatever. But at the same time, like I just wasn't a person who was kind of considered very attractive, I guess, or that was my perception of myself. And so like, you know, at that time when it's like teenagehood and everybody's getting a boyfriend and getting a first kiss, like that was not happening for me. Right. Like, um, I, I was not, I was not experiencing that. Like I wasn't getting that. What I perceived was like normal teenagehood in terms of like, you have your first boyfriend or you have your first like little crush that is a you know <laughs> whatever um i did not get to have that so um then i went abroad as, as i was saying and just kind of hoped that like being out in the world would would be the would like change it for me like i'd finally somewhere in the world find someone who found me attractive <laughs> um but I did, I brought a lot of that rom-com essence to, to it, you know, like I really wanted to find someone who just thought I was so attractive that like they would go to the end of the world for me, right? Like it would just, like, it would just be so obvious that we were meant to be that like we couldn't not be together. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Um, and that story just, uh, it perpetrated my life. And when, you know, I, I had so many iterations of it because it did not work out that way. <laughs> I did not find this man who just wanted to be with me unconditionally. And, um, and that, I mean, that continued into my late twenties too. So, um, my journey to becoming a dating coach was very much fueled by an attempt to kind of overcome that, uh, that pattern that I had, I guess, of just attracting, it was attracting casual relationships or not, not attracting positive attention, feeling often very bad about myself and, um, what was possible for me, you know, like, oh, the men I like are never interested in me or be, you know, starting to date someone turns out they're not emotionally available, like just over and over these kinds of things. Uh, that were just very disempowering. Like they just felt really kind of like at worst heartbreaking, right? Like getting some major heart smash in, in, um, and, and then sort of on a lighter note was just kind of like disappointing just over and over like disappointment. Um, so, you know, yeah, it was, I would say <laughs> it was fueled by a lot of things. It was fueled sure. by many things. Uh, but definitely the things I learned in childhood did not set me up for great success. If anything, it had the effect of wanting you, what you kind of essentially were forbidden from experiencing as far as like 
Princess Fantasy in a way. Imagine it being more romantic, I guess. That's very possible. Yeah. But it's interesting yeah. because um, I, I saw one of your YouTube videos and you were saying you want to avoid changing yourself for your prospect, for your partner. You know, yes. it's one thing to change things, change each other, improve each other, rather than mm-hmm. change down so negative, like improve each other, maybe. But yeah. you don't want to, especially during the, the courting process, if you would. Yeah. You don't want to totally. be like, oh, I'm changing myself. It's like you're trying to make yourself amendable to them. And that's kind of what Terry mentioned. Like, that was kind of the process you were going through when you were trying to uh, get a partner. You're changing, yeah. you know, molding yourself. Okay. okay. Like, like, I have a friend that he, uh, he met that girl. Oh. My friend used to smoke, probably whatever you're at, trees, uh, marijuana. <laughs> and uh, he stopped. But the person that he met, Apparently, she's still smoking. And then she's like, but I can change. I can leave it. And he's like, well, I, I don't want you to change if you don't want to change. Just, you know, yeah. not, not even dating it. We're just starting yeah. Yeah. yeah, I had the experience with my husband because he was a smoker when we met. Mm-hmm. Um, and he quit a month into meeting me. But there was, I didn't actually tell him, right? I didn't ever say to him, like, I need you to quit smoking or like, I wish you weren't a smoker or like any of that. We actually we never talked. We never talked about it. We never talked about it. But did you just leave the room when you started smoking or did you, I mean, if you grew up like me, it was crazy growing up. I don't know how it was where you were at, but they were always smoking sections. Yes. Right? Definitely. Yeah. So did yeah. that make you be more like, deal, I'll, I'll just deal with it? no he he would like do it outside right like he would literally go you know like just gone yeah. <laughs> so um yeah. and and very and like he wasn't a pack a day kind of a person it was like he would smoke a cigarette like a, yeah. it was, and it, i think it was a vape in fact but he gave it up from his own volition right like mm-hmm. he because he wanted to be a, a healthier person you know what i mean like and so that's what your story kind of reminds me of. It's like from his internal sense, he wanted to improve himself for the relationship in a way. Right. But it wasn't because I was like, you need to change or we can't be together. Yeah. I feel like, you know, you want to be who they want you to be in a way. Like you you want you want to be like a great choice for them and you want them to like you. Um, but the only danger is if you do start to like you know, change, change the little things about you or to change the bigger things about you um, to please them, right? It's, it's people-pleasing behavior is what it really is rather than, you know, being like, I want to be this kind of person. And so that's why I'm doing this. Uh, you, that we get into these little playing games, you know, like, oh, well, you know, she would probably like me more if I, if I did this. And so I'm going to do that or, um, I was a big schedule rearranger. Like I need to, I need to like rearrange my schedule or make sure I'm in the right city on this day so that we can meet up, you know, that kind of, that kind of like life rearranging to, to then, uh, 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 yeah, totally. Yeah. Cause once you're yeah. a couple, yeah, yeah. you make arrangements or you, yeah. help, help. it's kind of like, yeah, I, I see what you mean. And I think it was the recent YouTube video you posted as far as uh, dating guys at the same time. Oh, yes. That was definitely an eye grabber. And 
if I if I actually had I actually had a, uh, an interesting conversation with a friend um, recently, but if I had if I hadn't had that conversation and seen that YouTube mm-hmm. video, I would have kind of been like, wait, what is that? But um, she explained to me that she's um, dating three guys at the time. Mm-hmm. Naturally, I was kind of like, wait, what? You're dating three guys? Like they know that you're? <laughs> she's like, yeah, they know. I mean, and and the way she explained it. I was like, oh, okay, so basically three guys are trying to court you, but no one yeah. has their exclusivity. And that's when yeah. I understood it. So yeah. is that's, that's kind of what you're referring to? That's not like, at the same time. like five guys are that's exactly trying it. out, you know, yeah. for the position of full-time boyfriend or whatever. And it, that's a process. Because, I mean, yeah. in elementary school, it was always what the little notepad, do you like me? I like you. Do you like me? Yes or no? My girlfriend, yes or no? But somewhere after high school, it becomes so complicated. Because even with dating, it's like, even if you go on a date, there's like, what, a three-day rule? Everybody has their own rules. Like, after yeah. dates, you're a couple. We could obviously, the person can tolerate you about three times, you know, so obviously they're interested in you. So you're essentially a couple now, but no one ever says it. Like, like, why, why do we, do we avoid, avoid saying, saying hey, hey wait for girlfriend? girlfriend? Like, like you, you have, have to read the vibe. Like, is that something that you kind of verify or add clarity to as far as like why do we avoid straight up saying it? Is it more romantic to imply it? Or what is that? Well, I think it it's just it's gotten so complicated. And especially again, like with the way dating is changing, like online dating just it just, you know, it changes everything because Suddenly you're dating strangers. Like you're not dating the friend of a friend. You're not dating, you know, like someone you met at a party that you your friend around town. Or, yeah. Their dad, their dad knows your dad. Yeah. Exactly. Like you're they're not driving to pick you up because, you know, that you saw them at whatever gathering. <laughs> it it's uh it's it takes more time, I guess, because you really you have to establish like very basic trust in someone. Just to just to know that they're like a safe person, not not even necessarily to know. You got to read that, the like, vibes. Everything about them, yeah, yeah for sure. You like really intensely because people people and our lives are complicated, right? It's like they might be getting over their ex still. They might, you know, have some really deep rooted issues that they're just not mentioning yet. <laughs> um, they might, uh, you know, have stuff going on in their personal lives that are just not really appropriate to share at in like in a first date but would really affect your life if you were seriously seeing this person right like having kids for example right like already having children um or uh just some part of their background right just being something that affects you in your life if you're their partner so in general when you're dating strangers like you just you have to kind of go more slowly or more honestly is kind of what your comment was pointing to like really spelling it out like really talking about what's going on here you know and and i think a lot of people um don't have the skills honestly like a lot of people don't have the communication skills to to be that honest like that's super vulnerable like it's kind of hard to do it's like to say like Here's all the hard stuff about me. <laughs> Do you still love me? Like, and am I still a child? Also, hard to put yourself out there to be the one that caught feelings. Yeah, totally. 
countless number of times and see, you know, whether a culture of people that we know or just from seeing social media, we see the hookup culture when a person is Yeah. Yeah. They go into it with just hookup culture. Friends are benefits, but it's a catch feeling, and, you know, it's hard to admit that. So, yeah. It's a lot of background stuff that happens. Exactly. Yeah. And maybe you even feel like, ooh, I wasn't supposed to catch these feelings or something. Like, oh, my bad. Like, now I'm ruining it. (laughs) There's just so many layers to modern So, when you pick on a client, because I I never hired a dating coach, and um, I'm trying to think of Hitch. That's all I can think about is Hitch. That's the only reference point of Hitch. I, I I think with Hitch, unless I'm mistaken, was he helping Will Smith? Was he helping the other guy uh, court a certain girl, or was it just in general helping improve his game? Um, I think he was helping him catch a certain girl, uh, and the lessons were sort of like how to improve your game overall, right? Um, but they, I think they were plotting. It's been a long time since I've seen that movie, but I think they specifically were like plotting how to get the girl. Yeah, so that's more theatrical. That's something that you. Yeah. Can- yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, the, the style I teach is not about like catching someone. Because <laughs> um, yeah, catching more... seems like uh, deceptive, right? Like yeah. you're, you're tricking them. Yeah. And, you know, there is a certain amount of gamifying you can do to courtship, right? Because there are just like, there are just certain behaviors that are attractive and unattractive. So, like, yes, there are ways that you can adjust how you behave in dating that kind of up your chances of of being more attractive to that person um but definitely some of the techniques people are teaching are like hurtful for one i don't teach any of that like i don't i don't teach any like hurtful manipulation like that's i'm not interested in those games i don't i don't condone that um like the way that i teach dating is for people to get into healthy relationship like to be able to be in a long term relationship with someone that they love admire respect (laughs) so so like all of the technique i teach is based on usually starting with the self admire respect yourself more and then applying that with other people which usually leads to great outcomes like like when you come from that place of dating that usually leads to just a way healthier more stable connection um but it can be hard to do. <laughs> yeah. Hard to do at the beginning. So. so you don't ever start with a client. Have you ever done like a target? Like as far as the client comes in. Because you say you only, you only um, at the moment, or I think you only specialize in women, right? You don't. Women. So does a girl ever come in or a woman come in rather and say there's a guy at work that I like? There's a certain guy, a target, if you would. Is that something you also do as well? Um, not necessarily to be like, okay, we're going to get you this man, <laughs> but I'll definitely help with like communication, right? Because that's a, that's a big one. So it's sort of like how to actually communicate in a way that will attract this person rather than repel or, um, you know, like, what do you need to say in order to move this relationship where you want it to go? So, for example, like, do you know if he's available <laughs> it's like yeah, we need to think about like this kind of stuff, first of all and um and do that kind of like you know like it's it is manipulation at some level but it's also just like vetting right it's like we need to make sure he's available we need to like 
test his interest in getting to know you. We need to like, there are all these kind of like things to find out um, and things you can do to kind of adjust yourself, right? Like you can uh, work on your sort of presence, right? So like at work, do you um, really like show up and, you know, wash your hair, <laughs> right? Like you just, you show up as your best self. And, and bring a little bit of flirtation. I teach a lot of flirtation skills too, because um, that's a place that many people are blocked these days. And, and if you can bring a little flirtation, it's just so much easier to build attraction with people. So kind of like basic appearance stuff and then energy stuff in terms of like, how do you, how do you show up, you know, like to, to work in the case of having a crush on a coworker. Um, and, and then like, you know, what do you talk about with them, right? Like what kinds of topics do you do you bring up or how much fun do you have, right? Like, can you flirt with them already or that kind of thing? Um, so it, it can be very tailored. Like it can be super tailored to the person's situation, but it's not, we're not like setting up situations. Like again, yeah. that whole thing where I was like planning my schedule around men and like trying to end up at exactly. Exactly. Not doing that. That's one thing that um, I noticed right now. You definitely practicing your preach, and you definitely are obviously genuine to what you learn. Because um, hearing you explain it now, the point when you when you when you set up target culture, if you will, like trying to catch a certain guy, it's kind of detrimental because you're probably not going to get that person, that girl or that yeah. guy, and then it's like wasted time because you're basically changing yourself, like you said you were doing before, molding yourself for a prospect, you know. A prospect. Yeah prospect so it's better to work on yourself and doing these universal improvements like you said flirtation that's universal uh communication that's universal um self-improvement self-love that's all universal so that if and when the right person comes you know these things can work and it gets yeah. more so that's yeah. something i noticed because if you talk about target um, target culture if you will if it doesn't work then you go to the next person you keep changing your person yourself you don't even you don't even know who you are anymore yeah, you keep exactly. Changing yourself depending on who you're trying to attract. Yeah, you know, and eventually you're going to be like, "What am I doing?" Yeah, and then and then you can only you can only um as we say where I'm from, fake the funk. You can only fake the funk for so long. Mm. Eventually, you can so for so long, and they're going to be like, "I didn't meet you like this." You know, mm -hmm. um, like say for example, you're trying to date a. Uh, I had a friend that was trying to date a, a gym junkie, and, and he put on the he he put all the stuff. He bought all the gear, uh, the work thing. And they went on a couple of dates, but then once they were together for a couple of months, she ended up realizing he's a lazy guy. He doesn't work out. He's yeah. not into yeah. it. It was all yeah. you know, superficial stuff. And then, like, obviously, yeah. that didn't last long. Right. Like, oh, well, she was a gym rat. And yeah. Been, been pretend gym rat. So, you know, it's countless examples because, um, as guys, um, I think girls get a bad rap as far as being chatty patty or, you know, all these things. Mm -hmm. Uh, the Nancys, right? Uh, gossip queens. Guys gossip yeah. just as much, if not more, than girls. You know, yeah. as far as, so like, the countless examples I have with friends um, of one guy started going to Barnes & Noble because he wanted to seem like he was a book guy. But he wasn't a book guy, so that didn't last. Yeah, yeah. So it's these yep. that people do it. Um, I don't know if you know how I met your mother. Um, yes. Barney Stinson character, right? Yeah. The playbook. The playbook. You know, he has so many <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously, that's that's it's not fiction because there are people that way. A vast majority yeah. of people act that way, but it, it is kind of obviously dramatized. Yeah, 
comedy and it's TV, but yeah, yeah, that is that is something we see with uh, dating culture, if you will. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's like the pickup artist thing, right? Is oh is, yes, is, I was, I was gonna say that. I didn't want to cut you off, but pickup artists on YouTube. Yeah, go. Yeah, no, that's that's all I was gonna say too. Was like that's that's what that is. It's like okay, <laughs> yeah, like, it, yeah. The YouTube universe, uh, as far as that corner with the pickup artists, it, it's uh, it's fun to watch, but it is kind of sad that people give their money to that and just make yeah. so much. It's 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 insane. Uh, yeah, the taxes that we see, you know. Yeah. If anything, what I noticed, a lot of women haters come from that. Obviously, to say there's there's women hate that's nothing new, but I feel, I feel like, like it's been propelled with social media. Um, see on Instagram, girls having fun, being silly, doing whatever at the gym, and mm-hmm. guys are always commenting and trying to bring them down. Whatever, yeah. if they're just being silly, having fun, it's always guy hate and coming guy hate and guy hate. Yeah, um, you're not showing enough. You're showing too much. You're you're too curvy. You're not curvy enough. You're too tall. You're too short. It's it's always something they try to throw out there to bring a girl's confidence down a peg or two. Yeah. Now. Going back to the Barney character, that's something I remember him saying that you have to bring your confidence down to then build her up. But mm-hmm. obviously, that's TV. That's meant to be funny. But when we see it in real life, it's it is quite you know detrimental to the side. Yeah, women, obviously, men too. But uh, we're talking about women here. That instance. Yeah, well, that reminds me of the conversation we had just before we went on camera, <laughs> which is about you know. I, for example, I teach mainly straight women, but there are so many experiences that are and sort of dating strategies and techniques that are actually very universal. Like, it doesn't yep. really matter, you know, who mm-hmm. you're trying to attract or what your identity is, your persona. Yep. Um, that mm-hmm. kind of connection is like it's more similarities, actually, in terms of, you know, how to attract a great person um, than there are dissimilarities um but yeah it's definitely true that there is this you know corner of dating that that has that and i and i would maybe say that the the women version of this like the straight women version of this is kind of a lot of the uh what would we call that it's sort of like dating to get a wealthy man Mm, okay if mm-hmm. I that you probably have not encountered that <laughs> in your in your um world, but I see these groups that are, you know, it's like teaching kind of like sugar baby situations and and just how to, you know, kind of like get a man for money instead of for deep connection and like love. Which not to say that that's not possible in a sugar baby, sugar daddy relationship, but just like just to say that there are definitely like on both sides of the of the scale like you know people out there teaching pickup artist stuff to men that it does it it, it sort of i mean it, it um definitely objectifies women right it's just like that's just a woman to be conquered or whatever and then do whatever you want later um and or the whole body count thing they do. yeah you know, oh, that's ever since kids i think similar in that as far as the, the age um Obviously, Obviously, a guy, the higher the body count, high fives. The girl, yeah. the higher the body count, you know, shame on you. Yeah. Like that. See. And 
I still see videos about that. It's wild to me. Like people are still making content about that. And I even had a um a comment on like a Facebook thing that I posted about, you know, because I, I did a lot of dating in order to like study this technique. And someone just decided that meant that I had slept with everyone, right? They were just like, wow, you know, I don't know, something about being a slatter or I don't, I don't even remember, honestly, because I was like, yeah, oh, they're, they're yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. But I was like, when did dating start meaning sleeping with? Sorry. Like, I, don't, I don't know, dude. Um, but, you know, just this kind of idea that, again, is like some guy with no actual you know, Facebook picture, just like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who even knows who this person is? Um, just, yeah, like making that kind of comment on the, on the internet. Um, it, it's wild to me that like that is so persistent, like that kind of thinking. Um, and just like, I don't know, guys, well, like, it's a good corner of Instagram that I found too. Uh, had a friend we used to always share these videos with each other and we would just write uh comments like popcorn mm-hmm. comments go to the comment section because guys are going off you know it's, mm-hmm. and, and i hate to sound like uh such a feminist i guess but guys do it to themselves guys are always yeah. in the comments i i never yeah. see girls triggered in the comment section yeah Guys are overly sensitive. Maybe they have time for it. Maybe I don't know what it is. I don't know what that phenomenon is. But I, to say you see guys turning a car, it's a very common thing. So, yeah, there's this corner on Instagram where content creators, they'll find the most um, random TikTok video of some girl being like toxic. Like um, some girl saying, My boyfriend apologized for forgetting sandwich, but it's okay. Um, Something, I'm sleeping with his best friend anyway. Something, some dumb, very toxic thing, right? Yeah. And then they'll cut away to the, the creator of the video and it would just show him looking off like with a thousand yards there, like, you know, like, what's wrong with women these days? And the comment section is oh, yeah. of oh, women, women these days. It's like, like, you could do the same thing with guys. You could find a person, yeah. guys TikTok and just, but when you see yeah. this being pushed, when you see movie scenes uh, spliced up and making it seem like yeah. a guy is raging against a woman. And then you see a bunch of comments like, oh, she's for the streets. She's for the streets. You know, she's a yeah. or she's so-and-so, so-and-so. And there's so yeah. much there. And yeah. the are engaging with it. And like I said, a girl could just be having fun. doing something silly. Yeah. And then it's like, yeah. oh, but can you cook though? Right. But for a guy, it's never like, well, can you do your oil change though? I've never seen yeah. a girl comment right. that to a guy. Can you yeah. change a tire though? I've never yeah. seen that. I have seen it because I've been looking for it. <laughs> um, but it's definitely way not as common. Like, it's, yeah, exactly what you're saying. Like, for sure, there is this. I mean, we can go there. Let's just go there. Okay. It's kind of entitlement. Like, it's, it's, it's some entitlement stuff, right? Like, that's what I have to assume about these comments is like, that man obviously like feels entitled to make that call, like to make that judgment. Right. Yeah. It's like, he, and and to think that someone cares, right. Like somebody needed his opinion or something like somebody mm-hmm. like, you know, <laughs> that putting his thoughts, his just 
couple negative comments about whatever it is into the world was like productive, like a productive use of his time or or anyone's time. Um, you know, that it just takes a level of entitlement. Uh, but I would also say probably mixed with low self-esteem. Like, again, I'll just point out, I've never seen one of these comments from a person who had like their profile picture as a face. <laughs> Like, like it's only ever like a cartoon or literally blank, like no picture. Um, so I have to assume it's not coming from people who feel really great about themselves and, you know, feel powerful and feel like their lives are working out. It's really coming from people who do, you know, have to hide. Like they're, they're already hiding on the internet, you know? Yeah, and, and um, that's, that's what, what scares, scares me because to, to the other side of that coin, I see guys full prop picture. Mm-hmm. What I see, mm-hmm. they're not hiding anymore. It's like mm-hmm. before they would hide, like you said, and that's still common. They still hide mm-hmm. those those fake. It might even be a person that that the person knows, and it's a fake prop picture. They have to yeah. hit on the person because they know them, and that's why they're so invested in trying to bring them down a peg or two. But yeah, I have, yeah. I have a friend. She's an engineer. The comments. She she'll just post something about you know representing for um, Latinas in engineering. You know, cool. That's, that's awesome. But the comments. Yeah. It'll be men with whole families. Like you go to the pro page and they're like they look. Obviously, they're not happy. But you would assume they're happily married. But yet they're over here trying to bring this person down, just for posting about their. You know, their success or their story or their passion and they're trying to bring them and they're not hiding anymore that's what's crazy to me because i don't see that many hiding because you do see obviously the hiding but you see people that are like you said they're they're proud of it Um, Mm -hmm. whatever it may be obviously we're talking about um you know quote-unquote gender roles and these kind of things but Mm -hmm. it could be with anything else people are so happy to show that they they don't have empathy yeah it's 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 a braggadocious thing yeah. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. That sucks. That's, oh yeah, but yeah. uh she 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 shakes it off. She she continues. I mean, she's obviously a badass because she's becoming an engineer. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I mean, just still to to have to experience that is just and and to know that how much like racism that stems from, right? And and as you said, kind of this bravado in being just completely prejudiced is gross it's gross to be honest it goes back to the same things it's like my culture for example it's always on uh, i have a petrol example this is that's not giving who will give more to you but um so there was a girl just doing a tiktok in the kitchen enjoying herself and the comment section is full of but can you make tortillas though can you make tortillas mm-hmm. how about you go make yeah. tortillas instead of doing a tiktok dance how do you know she didn't just finish making the tortillas Right. Like and now she's enjoying herself. But it's worth no, the yeah. comment section is full of you're useless, get a life, of why are you having fun? You know, get to work yeah. in the kitchen. And that's the whole comment section. So wow. to kind of circle this back to being a dating coach, do, do you feel like with women, is it becoming harder to not settle for the wrong person? Like I, like another um, client that's like desperate. How, how you want to work. Do they ever say, I don't know, maybe my standards are too high? And do you have to tell them, no, your standards are not too high? Do you have to tell them, like, yeah. relax? Like, have that conversation? Yeah. All the time. 
yeah, that's that's one of my top conversations. And some of my top content is also about that, like why to not settle. Um, but that's also a trend that we're seeing in dating is that women are now choosing to be single rather than settle for a relationship with a non-emotionally intelligent man, for example. Um, like a man who's not willing to look at himself. That's <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. So there, there are shifts happening, but I definitely do still get that question of like, you know, am I expecting too much? Like, are my standards too high? And then my answer is always no. <laughs> it's like, yeah. like, it's just, it is the case that there are a lot of, oh man, the only word that comes to mind is idiots, but there's got to be a better <laughs> word for that. Idiots is not by their toxicity. Because right. it's idiot, it's almost like saying they don't know any better. But they do know right. better. I mean, some of them probably don't, but plenty of them do. And so it's just, yeah. They're it, honestly, bags. Just say that. Yeah. D-bags. There you go. <laughs> yeah. um, and, uh, you know, th that, and that's what makes online dating exhausting, honestly, is people go through online dating hoping that it's going to be, you know, right, the princess prince situation. It's like, I'm going to be sort of my perfect person, like right here on this dating app. And unfortunately, a lot of dating is like sifting through D-bags, people who aren't actually ready to date, but they're on dating apps. You know, people who are on there for fun rather than for actual connection. Like, you know, there's a lot of work <laughs> that that has to be kind of gone into so that you can really just keep your standards and your sanity at the same time. Um, yeah, it's it's a, it's a jungle out there. Like, yeah, it's <laughs> definitely, you know. You, you gotta look you gotta look through the vines like it's really not <laughs> it's not like oh i see you immediately soulmate <laughs> like that's, yeah. that's not what's happening yeah, because so, also you have to love yourself and take care of yourself and make yourself presentable obviously we like to say don't just look by a star but obviously it's our first thing to see right you yeah well that's our yeah. first thing so, and, and i read, I read some, some studies, studies that, that i Swipes, you know, it was a crazy amount of time. Swipes yeah. uh, a day, so many things. I think they even sell you like you run out of a number of you can make. I think that's yeah, it's, it's a monetary thing, it always more money. So, hey, you want to keep swiping? Like, I think they do it. Okay, pay more, pay more, and people pay it. Yeah, but, but so what do you say to a client where it's like, like you say, you have to love, you have to love yourself, you have to take care of yourself. So presentable, obviously, obviously, like how do you like kind of tiptoe around that, that to a client? Like obviously you're not gonna be like, look at you, you're an attractive. You're not gonna say that because obviously beauty is in that is in that of the beholder. But like, yeah. how do you kind of approach that with a client who you feel like doesn't put the best effort in making it so presentable? Yeah. So I teach this generally in terms of like habits because that's kind of a, a nice easy entry point for people um so i divided it into kind of like mental we can say mental health physical health financial health um social health and we can say like recreational health i forget what i call it in fact in the book i wrote um, but uh you sort of pick like two or three things in each of those categories that you're gonna do for yourself because self-care and loving yourself is like actually a really random broad category of of things <laughs> in the world yeah. so 
what the goal of that is, is to begin actually demonstrating to yourself that you matter through the actions you take. So in this case, right, like some physical things you could do for yourself would be like, make sure you drink enough water every day, right? Uh, Make sure you're walking at least half an hour every day. Like you can just check your phone, like, like make sure that you're going, you have that much activity per day. Um, things you could do financially are like open a savings account and just deposit even $20 per month or something, you know, like just very basic, like being mindful that you take care of yourself financially. Maybe it means you buy yourself a a new pair of clothes, like a new something like new item of clothing or something that just really makes your day. Um, just like, yeah, exactly. It's like, what do you need to do for yourself? to yeah build your confidence and let yourself know that you've got you right like let yourself know that you're taking care of you um and 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 it continues right it's like then there's mental health like do you journal do you have a therapist like what what kinds of things do you do for you um and it goes on right so the first thing to do is just to start establishing those habits like really got to write them down usually so you don't forget the brain loves to forget new habits <laughs> um but just keep returning to it. Like it, it's a practice as what I call it, because it's something that you strive to do and you return to when you don't do very well at it. <laughs> um, but it's just, it's something that you like get into, like, like training. Make it yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And, and it becomes and second nature. Yeah. Writing it down yeah. is also. So that's, that's very good. Too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So true. Yeah. yeah. Because things that when you go, I memorize it, you know, almost memory, you know, like remember, you say you're going to work out, you send it to them, yeah. hey, here's a screenshot, you say you're going to go do it. Mm-hmm. I'll go. Yeah. yeah. Just say, I'll meet you there, you're not going to go. So it, right. Writing it down, creating those small habits, like I told one of my cousins recently, I told him just little habits here and there. Just get into mm-hmm. it, just through routine. You'll feel it, and once you see the benefits, same thing with your confidence. Um, yeah. I don't know your clients. I don't know if you have any kind of like tasks. Like for example, like I were dating, which obviously I don't have any experience with that. But I would imagine some kind of task, like hey, you go to a grocery store, start conversation, start a conversation with a stranger. Well, I'll pop yeah. If you're if you're here, like yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Make someone smile today. You know, yeah. I go a single serve in the counter. Someone make them smile. Yeah. Yeah. It'll help your confidence too. Absolutely. That's a beautiful example. Yeah. And you're doing your server with someone. Make it something. Oh, that's awesome. Man. Like, that's, that's something that I have a little sister. So I, it's my obligation as an older brother to her. You know, and, and she tells me I give off a lot of boomer energy. So wherever we go, whether it be pharmacy or some kind of really good coffee there, and I'm not tracking a conversation with every single worker. But, um, mm-hmm. They, it, it was it was receptive that they were yeah. they were engaging in it. They, they were, it, was, it was a chum old time you know the yeah. humor language but it, yeah. it, it was chum it was cool dot ball and it was like oh I see you later that was it you know it's it, yeah it's something that as a man I feel good when I can interact with opposite sex and then not ask for their number not yeah. make it be like okay he was my objective. I mean, if, yeah. you, if you need the vibes and if the girl, if you feel like she wants to do it or she wants, she's hoping you ask her number, that's cool. But it's also cool to have that interaction where it's like, 
oh, this is just a human interaction. I'm not trying to give give yourself that. It's just a a cool human interaction. Yeah. That comes back to that kind of like manipulation technique conversation we were having in terms of like, oh, yeah, you could just interact with someone. You don't have to like be trying to do something. Like you can just relate to people, connect with people, like have a good time without there being, yeah, like a need to turn it into like some kind of courtship or game or whatever and sometimes it's right. it, it might yeah. turn into something yeah you, know, you get that spark you know you get the vibes going but uh, yeah speaking of manipulation i want to talk about the word uh seduction because uh, let's do it i've 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 read into it a bit i i've somewhat familiar with um that's not so pretentious i read into seduction but you know i'm familiar yeah. with the word you know seduction everything but on a surface level seduction People think of it as deceiving something, tricking something. Yeah. They think when they think seduction, they think one night stand. They don't think yeah. long, happy marriage. So is that just stigma brought on from pop culture, you think, or is there some truth to that when it comes to seduction? Like do you see seduction as a technique for like one night stand hookup culture? Or is that something that could lead to long term relationships? Yeah, I, I actually see it as both. So this is a fun nuanced answer. Uh, my book is called The Art of Feminine Seduction. So I think about seduction a lot. <laughs> okay. um, and the the truth is that the etymology of the word, so the origin of the word, does have negative connotations. Like originally the word meant for a man to lead a woman astray, right? So for for a man to lead a married, right, acclaimed woman uh, to stray from her husband, um, who was, of course, at that time, because it's Roman, uh, her owner, <laughs> essentially, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Like, so the origins of that word, like historically, are definitely pretty negative and they're uh, pretty sexist too. <laughs> All in one go. Um, and uh, and then over time, that word has kind of taken on more and more meaning in terms of like now women can seduce too, right? And then uh, it's it's also about like oh a, a woman led him astray. Like then he did something. But then that's also affected because the whole Adam and Eve thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Tripped him. him. The the, the girl uh, tempted him. Right. Isn't that also a form of sexism? Totally. Yeah. 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 That's so. That's where I took it. Is that we have this shadow now of seduction, and women pay the price (laughs) Uh, because. We are so afraid to express ourselves as powerfully and sexual at the same time because you're not going to be a nice girl when you do it, right? You're if you're being sexual as a woman, you're either being a slut, or you know there's like or like even a whore, right? Like you you maybe even went that far, right? It's like you you maybe even have gone so deep into your sexuality that you're just, yeah. you know. Um, it's what were you saying for the streets, right? It's like, yeah, I was about to say that that that, that yeah, that's, that's the current, the and I feel like it's kind of dangerous because it sounds, it doesn't sound as offensive, but obviously it's still denigrating. Yeah, you know, she's for the street, you know. She, yeah, same thing as using the other words, but it sounds yeah, it's something that it's kind of watered down. That you feel like it's not as severe, but it is. I think I just think it's. Yeah. You know, but yeah, first yeah. streets. Yeah. The the implication is still you're a bad girl, right? Yep. And and being a bad girl is undesirable. Mm-hmm. Um, and so a lot of women right now, 
especially our generation and, and older. And I think it's still happening in the in Gen Z and, and probably Gen Alpha is going to have some too. Um, but it's called the Madonna whore complex. So it's like you can either be a Madonna, right, who's a virgin. <laughs> like literally, she's a mother, but she's also a virgin. So first of all, that's literally impossible <laughs> for any woman to achieve. So we've got the Madonna on this side, impossible perfection. And then we have the whore who's just, you know, the absolute, you know. The other, the other Madonna. Right. Uh, right. She's yeah. she's theoretically the other Madonna. Yeah. The, she's the Magdalene. Um, and so as a woman, you can get really easily like stuck in between these two archetypes. You can say like these two ways of being that are not really who you are <laughs> but you can be both and either at different times and i think i believe that looking at our relationship to seduction and the word seduction and how we relate to our own seductiveness um can really unlock a lot of our power to attract like in manifestation even like power to attract good things into our lives but definitely in relationships like ability to show up as confident and um, romantically attractive, right? Like just ready for a romantic relationship, like ready to have an amazing sexual relationship with someone. Um, at least for me, that was a big part of my journey because I definitely, you know, like early in life, I definitely was very prudish, we would say, right? I was like one of those prude people. Um but mainly because I was terrified, <laughs> you know, like not actually because I felt powerful and like, I don't want this, you know, kind of relationship with men. It was because I was just like afraid. <laughs> and then getting into hookup culture, like in college and, and all of that just was more disempowerment, right? It was just more of like not getting what I wanted, you know, doing, doing things sexually to make someone else happy, but not because it was great for me or like made me happy. Um, and just like so many, again, layers of like unhappiness and, and making choices from sexual choices or, or choices about my sexuality, even not, not necessarily sleeping with people, but just like how I presented myself and how I, you know, took up space in the world even, um, was really affected by my ability to like perceive myself as attractive and desirable and um, worthwhile, right? Like, because that's what it comes down to is like, how worthwhile am I? Um, it, it, how much space do I deserve to take up? Like, uh, that that stuff is all, in my opinion, bound up in our ability to feel attractive. And a big part of that is our sexual power. And a big part of that is our power to seduce. Um, so when I say seduce, seduction, when I talk about feminine seduction, for example, I'm I'm talking about dealing with the what we can call the shadow of seduction, which is all the unconscious stuff. It's like all the stuff that we believe and feel and uh, assume about seduction and being seduced or seducing someone else without really like doing it on purpose right it's like it's just how we're behaving sort of on automatic pilot like what what do i believe you know men want from me or what do i believe i deserve from men that kind of unconscious thinking around like getting what you want 
in love, like really like being able to be like, this man wants me and then just like going for it. Um, that was, that was like all, all in the space of seduction for me. So that's what I'm teaching people to do is like how to move through that kind of disempowered, I make choices for other people place and into like full on, like I am seductive and then I use it how I want to, right? Like, you know, I'm personally not trying to date anyone's husband. (laughs) (laughs) That's for me, that's not a thing. Um, but you know, I found my own husband, (laughs) you know, it's like, but I felt powerful enough to just like really do the dating game, get on apps, go do first dates and find my person, you know, like that, that required another level of power that I didn't have access to as a young person. Um, and so the teaching of seduction for me is about that, but it definitely does still have negative connotations. It has a negative history. You know, like there are plenty of people teaching seductive techniques, which again, fall more into that kind of pickup artist category, like for sure. Um, You know, I I actually wrote my book, The Art of Feminine Seduction, in a way as a response to that very famous Robert Greene book, The Art of Seduction. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Because, yeah, I found it kind of offensive. (laughs) Well, Um, go Sorry, good thing no, no, go for it. I, I can agree. <laughs> no, no, I, 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 I feel like, like to your point, point it, it's offensive because it feels like I didn't read it, but I, I read audiobook snippet, and it seems very obtuse to a lot of realities. Yeah, like, like for sure. I enjoyed his work as far as uh, the Forty Eight Laws of Power. That was interesting mm-hmm. because it had a lot of historical anecdotes, and I'm a history yeah. nerd, so that's that's on my end. And I want to try this one out to see, okay, that one's pretty good. But this one mm-hmm. felt really, obviously the guy is happily married, but it felt like someone never actually been in the trenches. That's yeah. That's, that's, what, it, that's what it felt like. And I feel like the what a lot of guys lack from is the ability to read the vibes, right? To, to, to read, because they're always, they're, always, they're always so upset over consent. Oh, but yeah. you know, she never said, oh, did she want it? She went to the hotel yeah. room with the guy. Like, yeah, a girl, girl could go to the hotel room with a guy and be vibing, and then he could say one thing that makes her change her mind, and she can leave. Yeah. It's as simple as that. It, you know, it's, it, it, that's what it is, and people cannot understand that. that the vibes, yeah. You know, it, it's, yeah. I don't know. But that's what that book, audiobook, rather, that's how it sounded to me. Someone who's yeah. never actually been in the trenches and is trying to, I mean, to me, they knocked out of the park for a lot of power. Maybe I'm biased, mm-hmm. for example, like I said. But yeah. it felt like someone that kind of, um, how can I say it? Someone who put their own hype a little too much. Mm-hmm. And I don't yeah. know, it just wasn't for me. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> I haven't, I hadn't thought about it that way, but that's that's a really interesting way to put that but yeah absolutely like not super applicable i guess yeah it was it was like this this dude hasn't actually done this you know like it was very like you're saying like you know it's it's, it's like the dandy the female dandy i mean things were interesting some things kind of made sense but it was was basic simple things it was it was simple things that you could pick up from from anything from google yeah um some people if you are overly attentive, they'll get bored. Yeah. 
And some people yeah. were not attentive enough. It also depends on the person's upbringing. You know, totally. That, that's what, it's not one glove fits all. That's what I felt that yeah. that was trying. Yeah, I agree. And definitely what I got from it was like, oh, you should change, right? Like you should, you should change yourself to be more seductive, right? Like you should, you should pick up these habits and like do these habits in order to become attractive or like a Casanova because Casanova was all over that book. And yeah, the Casanova. <laughs> I don't know about this. <laughs> No, it, it, it's yeah. something that um. What, what I was going to ask you, do you feel like with women uh, being seductive, is it more about trying to set the guy up to make the first move or is it about telling girls to go ahead and make the first move? So the, um, the dating research shows that women usually make the first move in effective romantic, um, like, couplings but the the first move that they make is subtle like yeah, yeah. women's first move is usually a smile or like an invitation to come talk to me right like there's there's some kind of prolonged uh eye contact or um you know some some word said in passing or something where a woman indicates this is again most of the studies are on heterosexual couples so far. Yep, like yep. we're, we're catching up with, with like inter um, intersex and intergender relationships. Um, but um, so basically this is what women do generally. And then the men come over, right. Or the men start a conversation or the men, you know, buy a drink or whatever. Um, and that is generally the, modern courtship like flow essentially is like there's a there's an indication of interest from the woman and then the, the man follows up <laughs> um if he wants to and um i found that incredibly useful like for me that was very effective um part of it probably had to do with building my confidence then that like if I indicated interest in a man, he, there was like, it's like already a conversation, right? Like I indicate interest and then he comes over, right? Or I indicate interest and then he texts me something really nice, <laughs> you know, like, um, it, it created a, a I, I, I would you do that? like smiling, making eye contact or, or remembering something that they mentioned. Yeah, totally. And flirting in, in online dating apps. So my method is that you flirt immediately. Because people are like the first thing you say to anyone, and this again works for men, women, non-binary, whoever. Uh, first, first contact on a dating app is a flirtation, because these people are getting a million likes. <laughs> They're getting, you know, like no effort from these likes. Uh, they're getting very little attention, or they're getting these conversations that are like, "Hi, how are you?" go nowhere. These conversations go absolutely nowhere. So your first, you know, your first order of action is to put energy into the conversation, put energy into the connection. And that means you want to flirt. <laughs> you want to let that person know why you're there, like why you swiped on them, why you're messaging them. And um, it can be really simple. Like it could be totally like, I would even just say hello with a winky face, right? Instead of, instead of, trying to like 
you know, figure out what I say to be the most interesting woman they've ever heard. You know, it's like, don't do that. <laughs> um, just like something really simple, winky face. Um, other great flirtations are direct compliments. Like tell them why you like their profile. Like what was it about their profile that made you swipe right or message them? Um, just literally like you have the most beautiful green eyes I've ever seen. Whatever it is, like it doesn't, you know, it literally doesn't matter. Just... <laughs> Something about like, this is what caught my eye about your profile. Um, and then from there, it, it, it moves on. But essentially, you want to immediately distinguish yourself as like someone who's interesting, right? Like, mm -hmm. because there is this, there's just an oversaturation, right? Like, there's just so many people <laughs> like dating. Yeah, there's so many. How are you? What's up? Yeah. Hey. Yeah. 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 It's a person you've never met. You know, like this is this is the thing is that it's a completely different world than we're used to. And you're literally meeting a stranger online who's looking for connection. So you just gotta step up your connection game a little bit more. Like yeah, and just over examine every text. We have time to think about it. We have time to reply to it. It's not like a human yeah. interaction where it's like, hey, how's it going? And then quickly yeah. our first immediate flow. Yeah. Because <laughs> obviously also in person, you wouldn't just come up and be like, you have to have green eyes. Like in person. Yeah. You would be like, yeah. And then in the beginning. Yeah. So exactly. So for women, do you feel like because um overseas, I don't know if you experience this, there's certain areas where women are a bit more Active because men tend mm -hmm. to active as the women over there. Over here, mm -hmm. the man is it, you know, like you said, that the woman does subtle things, eye contact, smile, um, touching the shoulder, any touching the arm, something like that. Because, but then again, the guy has to read as well, too, because I've also had friends who the cashier says, smiles and hasn't, and says, have a nice day, and they're like, yeah, she wants me. He wants me. Yeah, she's like, yeah. That's her job. That's her job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, in human interaction at every level, right? Like I'm married. I still miscommunicate with my husband. <laughs> you know, like there are still misunderstandings. Like that that is in a way like part of human interaction when we, you know, make these assumptions about what the other person means. Um and so, you know, there, there's definitely potential for like a little bit of embarrassment, let's say, uh, or just awkwardness <laughs> um, yeah. in general. But yeah. A lot but sometimes also addressing awkwardness, that's also a good way to kind of. Hey, this is awkward. Yeah, that's a good way to kind of power to it, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And. Oh God! There's so much like you said about that. <laughs> really? What do tell? Well, I was just it, your first comment reminded me of like your first comment was about um, learning online versus in person, right? Like mm -hmm. online, yeah, you can say like you have nice eyes. In person, you're not going to start that way. Mm -hmm. So essentially. In person, what you want to do to engage someone to like check them for this interest, you want to engage them about something that you're you're doing communally. So you're going to draw them into like whatever the situation is. Like if you're out at a concert, you say like, 
something about the band, right? You like you mentioned something about the common experience you're having. Um, I can't think of a good line for a checkout person right now. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, I'm sorry about that. Usually I'm pretty good at thinking of like good flirtations. Um, but it's, it's what, for whatever reason, that's not coming to mind right now. Um, but you basically you want to say something like the theory is that you would want to say something that connects the two of you, like the experience that you're having in general. So you'd want to say something about the store, for example, like you want to just like kind of fuel the conversation. And then the checkout person would need to either like show interest in you, like really reciprocate your attention or they would make it kind of obvious that they're like going to check out the next person in line, you know? And so that would let you know quickly or at least more definitely if like this person actually feels interested in you or this person's interacting with you as a customer. <laughs> I mean, it was being, uh, and that's not the barometer for a lot of people is kind of broken because uh, sometimes yeah. they, they over, they, they, sometimes they don't give themselves enough credit. Sometimes they yeah. think the girl should be they put the most their own self out, right? Yeah, it works. Walk away from ways. a situation from a potential that could win. Yeah. You know, yeah, like, like think about, about the checkout girl. You can walk up to them and be like, "Hey, how? how I don't know. There's a song on it. Like, how many times is a song yeah. play a day? Right? Because there's always the same thoughts. Yeah. They they could be oh, that is dreadful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly. Yeah. Perfect example. Yeah, it's just something yeah. that that yeah. gives yeah. them the spotlight yeah. and lets them. Rant about something that it's not very deep. It's not like traumatizing, but it's still something that can vent. Something like, oh, you know, like yeah. Or if there's no cashiers working or so and so, I guess yeah. all these references yeah. for decoration. You know, yeah, and they can vent like, yeah. Let me tell you. Yeah, think that puts the onus on them, the attention on them. You know, because if you're yeah. just like, hey, what's up? Working. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I don't know. What do you want me to say? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And also you want to avoid yes or no question. Yes, that's another great one. So that is the next thing I teach is that so you start with a flirtation like that, and then you immediately move into what I call emotional questions, which are basically as you just exactly landed on. It's like not a yes or no question. So it's an open-ended question. And then it gets to who that person is. So it's really putting the attention on that person and getting into like more of the emotions of their life. So it is, it's like, oh, do they feel like disgusted by their situation right now? Or do they, do they, maybe they love that song that they, that they heard, you know, like maybe that's their favorite, whatever, like that's their jam. Um, and you will just, by asking those kinds of questions, like you just find out so much more about who that person is and you have more fun. Like both of you have more fun rather than, the kind of questions people often ask, like, how are you? Where's your hometown? Like, where did you grow up? Like, those kind of dead-end one-word answer questions are death in dating chats because you don't know very much about that person yet. And they've already told that information to, like, so many people in their lives mm -hmm. that there's going to be nothing about you that stands out. Like, no, <laughs> you you will not stand out with that kind of question and information exchange. Like, how many siblings do you have? Like, that does not matter. What you need is you need to know who that person is. Like, you need to know their core. Um, and 
the kind the questions that you just mentioned are the thing that's going to get you there right it's like not yes or no <laughs> don't ask yes or no questions like don't do that open ended and something that really puts the attention on that person is going to go so much further for anyone again this is where that's the the theory like for men women whatever is like doesn't matter this lies on you right it, this this yeah. thing to kind of yeah yeah. All these things that happen and then the girl changed her mind or the guy got changed her mind and that's fine. That's cool. Yeah. Or someone's already like has a partner. Like it's like, you know, you don't know. You don't you don't know someone's situation. Um, but you're just testing, like you're just testing for compatibility and connection and like whether you can even enjoy this person, because that's not a given. Even if you've matched on a dating app, like, you know, I matched with plenty of people who are just not a good match <laughs> like you, you don't get very much information from a profile <laughs> so yeah because yeah. that's just right just a profile yeah it's like it's these are the pictures maybe some prompts a little bit of information about their life and like politics and whether they smoke or like you know stuff just very you know very surface level exactly as you said superficial for sure yeah and then that's going to determine you go from there do you feel like politics obviously they've been growing like crazy in this country in the past whatever is that something that like i would imagine your clients is that something they deal with yeah i mean luckily this year seems to be a little less fraught like thank goodness um but definitely um during the trump years i'm just gonna call it during the freaking trump years um and especially at the beginning of the pandemic like that was a big issue because it was and, and I had people on like the vaccination situation, like both ends of this of the spectrum of like I need to date someone who is vaccinated or like I need to date someone who isn't vaccinated. <laughs> like it was just like people were really wait, wait so they were going out of the way like like were they approaching it more like um were they kind of being like, okay, this person has to be vaxxed? Or were they kind of like, okay, this person's cool, but then I figured out they weren't vaxxed? Was, was it- I, had, I had both. <laughs> I had both. <laughs> yeah, so there was people like, you know, wondering how to put it, how to put their profile like in a classy way. Like, you need these politics, basically. Or like, you've got to be vaxxed. Or like, uh, please don't be vaxxed. <laughs> like, just like both, both ways of just... Yeah, there was definitely an upping of intensity in terms of like, you need these kind of politics to date me. Like, whereas it, it seemed like before that wasn't like that's sort of been an important part of compatibility ish, you know. But but it was also it was always in the background. Right. I, mean, I wasn't I wasn't actively on the market or dating across, but I felt like it was mm -hmm. in the background. Right. Exactly. It was like. Okay, well, that's how you vote, but that's not necessarily like everything about you. <laughs> you know, like that's not like the first milestone you need to cross in order to date me. Um, and it does feel like since 2020 that it's, it's like moved up in people's, like on people's lists of deal breakers, essentially. And um, yeah, I'm. I, I mean, oh god, say that's healthy. We'll make me a little depressed. Yes, kind of healthy to be like transparent with it. Like, yeah, let's not waste our time because if you're if you're a Trump guy, it's not going to work. If you're not a Trump guy, it's not going to work. Yeah, I mean, 
so yes and no for sure because on on that hand on that like to that point of view or whatever is like you have your boundaries you have your standards like and i'll just talk my my personal politics i feel like people who support trump are just willing enough to allow so much racism sexism violence toward people um that i personally have a hard time imagining that being a good life partner for me <laughs> um well, it says something when it's not a deal breaker right but yeah. so here's the maybe the other side of that is like but what about like a world in which we all live which is what i believe in right <laughs> like okay so i believe in a world in which there's space for everyone and so by me saying like well i just absolutely cannot get along with someone who has this you know political whatever belief you know i kind of discounted an entire person based on one fact right which um i have talked to people who support trump who don't believe that they are prejudiced or acting out, you know, uh, uh, supporting, we could say, like, mm -hmm. uh, a, a racist, sexist agenda by um, by that, their vote. And so kind of this, like, black and white thinking in ter of terms of, like, it's like this or it's like that. And therefore, like, since you this, you must believe that or something like that. I hope this is making sense. <laughs> well, 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 it, it, I guess it, it, it can, can be healthy, healthy and also because um, it's funny because you said the, the Trump, Trump years, but Trump was, was he was a catalyst. He was a catalyst yeah. of this chaos because yeah. when yeah. I met my last partner, uh, Trump actually barely got elected. I think it was 2017. Mm -hmm. And we talked and we connected on Crazy story. We connected via like it wasn't a dating app. It was actually like a, a like a border puzzle app, and it wasn't even a dating agenda. It was just playing like words uh, for friends, like possible, whatever. But one of the first things she asked me after you know getting to know each other a little bit was, uh, "Who did you vote for?" Like like in a jokey way, in a jokey way. Yeah. And, and and I was like, "Well, not Trump." And she's like, "Right answer." But, but at that yeah, point, she already knew my vibe. She yeah. obviously knew I was in a Trump vibe because the things right. they talked about, my my beliefs, you know, the way I carry yeah. myself. You know, it was more of a kind of a joke. But, but yeah, it was appropriate. Yeah, and, and, and up, up to a long, that was the first thing. It's okay, right. We read the question. Obviously, it was it was a good one because we were we were already connecting. Yeah. I didn't, didn't go offended. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, it's not, I, I, <laughs> yeah, know yeah. enough to know I didn't. Yeah. Oh, I, I almost yeah. want to say, look at me. Right. <laughs> you know, but but that, that that's, that's not, not safe to say either because there's still people living at me. Yeah. But that, that should be a giveaway. You know, my yeah. last name and look at me. Yeah. Obviously, it isn't, but that's something that. And then, and then COVID happened. And that was right. a whole other thing. Yeah, because I mean, I've had friends, family members who didn't want to get vaccinated, but there's yeah. a difference between being 
like not for me and being anti-vax. Right. Yes. And that's what yeah. we saw. We saw yeah. a braggadocious nature from uh, the Trump supporters that was I'm anti-vax. It wasn't it just, just it's not for me. Yeah. I'm anti it. Yeah, like you can't do that. And that's <laughs> yeah. that's to me that was insane to me because um yeah. for, for for traveling reasons and I didn't you know to get to my politics it was whatever yeah. I got vaccinated. Yeah, whatever. Also, also traveling reasons, but other than that, I still yeah. got it anyways. But <laughs> I wasn't over there trying to tell people to get it either. Right? Maybe yeah. I could. Someone someone's gonna disagree and be like, you should. You should have been so pro vaccine fashion. Right, it's never yeah. enough for either side. But, but yeah, to see that the anti vaccine that was crazy. And yeah. to say something is crazy after 2016, it, it still went up and yeah. up, up, up. I know, know. That, that's that crazy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, it just it seemed like there was an amping up of, of polarizing opinions. I think that's. I feel like that's what we're getting at. It was just like everything was like anti-vax or pro-vax. It's like boom or like. Trump versus no Trump was just like, ooh, and I mean, right wing politics just, woof. Mm. So um, it, it seems like it's, it has become something different. Will, I mean, I don't know. Again, so we're headed into this crazy year. So yeah, uh, yeah, it's, it's, I forgot. Yeah, it's 2021. Yeah. Yeah, like okay. Well, I I don't know what to tell you right now. <laughs> um, ask me in like six seven months, but um, yeah, we we'll see. We'll we'll we will see. Where it's gonna be an interesting year. So yeah. What but did you see like like so some clients because uh, going into that whole um, conservative liberal um, mm-hmm. thing? I see, I see with a lot, a lot of people. Of people my age, like guys, they, they feel like, like feminism has destroyed. Um, I don't know how phrase this, but it's destroyed the forty-four dollars because it's so independent. So you can't get your words. Like feminism is a huge It's a Yeah. To me, I disagree with that. I've always said that maybe it's because being raised by a strong, strong woman. You know, my grandma was very strong woman. To me, that, that was always, always a great, great thing, thing to have a strong life. Yeah. I, I, I never, never wanted a, 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 a woman who was uh, submissive, if you will. Like, to me, yeah. like I've, I've had, had partners, partners that were, like, I would I rant, rant about things, things maybe they weren't as interested, but they wouldn't give me pushback. They wouldn't give me their opinions about whatever it may be. And to me, that was never flattering. It was always like, you have pushback. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel like, like that's an active thing you see? You see, like, women who are have to, to do deal with, with, you know, the duality of being, being, you know, I want my moments of being a damsel in distress and my moments of being. Yeah. I mean, that was for me part of my healing because I became uh, what, what, like, in therapeutic terms is, is referred to as like hyper independent. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, there was some retraining in terms of like, it's okay for other people to help you, <laughs> you know, like that's allowed. Um, it doesn't mean you're weak. It doesn't mean you're, you know, incapable. Um, like I personally did have to heal some of that, like, I don't need a man kind of attitude, right? Like it, it because it, 
for for me in that case, it wasn't like an empowered, like I'm just a powerful woman who like makes my own life happen. It was much more of a like defensive, like, no, I don't need you. Um, and so I did need to heal some of that uh kind of attitude about it. Um, but I definitely and and I help other women do that too, right? Like allow a man to open a door for you because it's nice. It's just nice. It doesn't actually mean anything. Um, unfortunately, like this is this is the thing is that because of the way relationships were structured with that whole like dom dominant submissive thing is like um if you accept help or you accept support then you owe something right it's we created this kind of like transactional relationship where it's like i do the telling and you do the submitting right or i do the breadwinning i earn the money so you take care of all the non-money stuff in our lives like we set up this kind of like rules right like all these rules for like how to be with someone um specifically men and women in this case um and it it's not super healthy in the way the way that I see it, right? It like really depends on somebody shutting down some some part of themselves um or both of them shutting down some part of themselves, right? Because then in this case, then it doesn't let men be their full emotional selves or it doesn't let men, you know, fall apart sometimes. Like just freaking sometimes a man needs to fall apart. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the man is the damsel in distress um so there's kind of a balancing that for me needed to happen in terms of like allowing myself to like we can say consciously be in distress like be the damsel in distress so that i wasn't just like acting it out in really unhealthy ways and like um <laughs> you know like needing a savior because what's not sexy is the like needing a savior energy but what is sexy is like allowing a man to open a door for you or like allowing him to pay for dinner because he can and he wants to or like you know just i don't know just letting him fix your car you know just like just very basic stuff like i i just started letting men do things for me right like um now i'm thinking back to like the jiffy loop guys like because i would pull up at my car and be like oh freaking no i don't know guys like i'm sorry and they would just like put on new windshields for me, windshield wipers, because they could, and it was really easy for them. And, um, and they didn't charge me for it. You know, so it's like, I just finally like allowed men to do nice things for me. Um, and that was actually really incredibly powerful, <laughs> uh, for me with my background in terms of being like, no, absolutely not. I don't need anything. I'm, I'm great by myself. Uh, but you don't want to get into that losing yourself thing that we talked about at the beginning, right? Where you're just like, I just do what someone else says, or, you know, he rants to me and then I'm just like, whatever, dude, like <laughs> you don't want to be like so withdrawn and submissive we can say, but there's got to be a different word for that too. Just uh, kind of like withdrawn from the situation that you don't have like a thought or a feeling or, you know, connection to offer the person right? Like your male partner, maybe. Sure. <laughs> um, yeah. Like you don't want it to be just, oh, your job is to do this or my job is to do that. Like it's more complicated. Yeah. Road trip, for example. Like, yeah, there's a time, time it's the, uh, 
That's cool. But the way I see people with culture now, guys talk about gender. The people who talk so much about gender roles, they want so much cookies for doing gender stuff. Right. Yeah. It's their own. It's their own ideology. The guy the guy changing the tire, the car breaks down. Yeah. But they want extra bonus points for doing the baby. Yeah. And, and that yeah, that's what I see. I see this yeah. thing in this culture of like being so. What's the word? Starter. Forget the word. Polarizing, but, maybe. No, like, like they feel they're they would, like they're old something. Oh, oh yeah. Um, uh, transactional. No, like, like oh, entitled. Entitled. That was entitled. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They're so entitled to all these things, right? right. Just because they, they, yeah. Things that, in their own words, it's a gender role. There's yeah. A, uh, there's, there's a strange noise. Yeah, the guy has to go investigate. Yeah. It's, it's, I, I want to go investigate. Yeah. You know, tell my partner, hey, call the cops if you want, but I'll be the one who yeah. really investigate, whatever. Yeah. You know, and that's just not happening. Yeah. And I feel like, like guys, they, they want brownie points for doing these same things, things that they preach that are basic things to do. Yeah. Yeah, I, I actually really like your distinction there. And I think that's a perfect measure for whether it, it's sort of like appropriate for you. I don't know how to, I'll, I'll figure out how to say that in a second in a better way. But like, if you expect to get something for how you're being, that's a sign that you're not in balance, right? Like your natural, authentic way of being will point you in the direction of like your natural, authentic expression, <laughs> you know? So if you want to be the one who goes to check out the strange noise because you feel protective, because you literally have this urge to, you know, make the room safe, make the house safe. Perfect. Amazing. Perfect. That's great. But it, it shouldn't come from, I'm, it's my role to do. And therefore this doing this role is what gets me respect or, you know, uh, a blow job or like whatever it is, you know, it's just like, that's, it's, it's not about a point system. Like, it's not about like, you know, the other way, the woman made dinner. So now she gets to like have a haircut. She gets money because she's the homemaker. Like, <laughs> you know, that's, it's kind of ridiculous to think that way. So I, I like your system of like, if it's if if there are brownie points happening, like yeah, for me that's a sign that like that's not an authentic expression of your, you know, we can say sexual energy, right? Like it's just not exactly, and, and yeah, and, and that's the way to get to get through the the knucklehead because you, you mentioned that and you're you're triggering your alpha melts, right? Like yeah. I get to some arguments on Instagram, and I get caught a soy boy so much because if I. I think I'm pretty rational. I, I can mm-hmm. make things to talk about. I was mm-hmm. as been a soy boy. And, and then they go to my profile and they don't see a soy boy. They see someone that, you know, I, I, I look physically involved in. You know, I work mm-hmm. whatever. I have the characteristics of a boy. I'll come out. I just don't have mm-hmm. I, I feel like I need to have a client tail. But, but yeah. So they always, I've always seen it. They go to my profile and they try to find anything they can to insult me. Like yeah. they they assume I'm like soy, whatever, you know, male. But but it's yeah. the culture of alpha male and this whole anti-gay yeah. culture of you yeah. know, just for the streets, all that culture. 
it's all that stuff wrapped up into one. And that's why, like, like, with your clients, like I said earlier, you just have to stress to them, don't settle. Don't settle. Yeah. Just, just yeah. Work on yourself. When our press that better is coming. It's going to be. Yeah. yeah. That's a perfect way to say that. When when preparation and opportunity meet. Yeah, I, 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 I'm an expert. I'm an expert who's single. Mm-hmm. So I'm like the critic who knows the direction but can't drive to get there. Yeah. <laughs> you're just, you're preparing for when the opportunity strikes. Here we go. That's the mantra. That's the mantra. Yeah. No, but, but it, it, it's something that, like, like I said earlier, when, when I first saw your profile, this is going to be fun. It's, it's going to be a fun especially as far as like the way these things can go. And one more story I'm going to share. I shared that in the last podcast. It's such a ridiculous story to me. But, but I had a partner when I was 17, ages mm. old. But we said that's So yeah. I had a partner. And I went on with her. And she was like, well, I'll be right back. And she left like 10 minutes. And she came back. And I'm like, is everything okay? And she's like, yeah, I just had to go serve her dad. And she was Mexican. Mexican American. And, and her, the dad was sitting at the table, and the food was in the pot, but he cannot serve himself. So he was at that table, waiting to yeah. be served. And, and if anyone yeah. serves him, he becomes a man child. And most yeah. of and, and gripes about it, you know, yeah. someone has to serve her. The food is already cooked, cooked, cooked mind you. you. Yeah. It's already cooked, right. just in the pot. Maybe he doesn't yeah. that's what you gotta do. But he would yeah. not do it. And she knew that if yeah. he, she didn't know do it, he'd become a man child. Yeah. So he would go full man child and it just bitch him in the body for the rest of the day. Week week. And yeah. my mom. And, and yeah. my parents are, are, are pretty old fashioned too. But to that extent, I never, never thought that that, that, that was yeah. more than level to me. Yeah. My culture. But obviously, my culture. It's, it's a very sexist culture, it's very much culture, right? Yeah. And to that extent, that really blew my mind. And looking back, back at it, all that in my mind, yeah. I'm being proud that it saved me for what, six, six years later. It's still fresh in mm-hmm. time. Yeah. It was an example of like, no, this is don't want that. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. really interesting to me. Yeah. I think that's another one of those things that. Like this is a strange generation, but actually will probably not be gone immediately. Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah I, I feel I, like, like, I mean, I feel like, like it's been a lot of doom and gloom for conversation. But I think the fact that we're having having this kind of conversation, it does show that it's, it is kind of changing. So I mean, I do see it also with um, with my peers, my generation. I do see a lot of people yeah. changing. I see it with all my friends who have been also let's go. American, American um, doing a dish, dish. Yeah. Whoever gets home first yeah. when it does it. It's not like, yeah. oh, I'm going to get home and watch TV. Yeah. And her wife gets home. She has yeah. to do that after working too. Also, yeah. we see that now. We see also because of economics. Uh, most houses both people be working. So obviously, yeah. whoever gets home first is going to cook up her baby children, children do all these things, things that back in the day. Yeah. So I do yeah. see a change in that. Yeah. It's happening. <laughs> it's happening. Yeah. Yeah, I think it also depends on the If you find something like Lion, you know, so the kind of conversation yes. is what you track. 
Totally. And there's so many different ways of being these days that exactly as you're saying, like you could attract, you could like totally surround yourself and be attracting this whole community of like people who, yeah, kind of live like it's the same way as like 70 years ago. Um, but you can also find new ways of being and, and communities where they're just like, oh yeah, no, like gender roles, we don't, we don't do that here. <laughs> so, like, it's, it's cool. Like, like, um, it's, it's, it's cool. Like, like, if you have a partner, I would imagine from, from my perspective, that heterosexual, maybe you want to have a, a girlfriend who likes dogging herself up. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Also, yeah. At the same time, yeah. it's not like the whole dance and the stress that's not really also self-esteem, if it's not not me. So I yeah. think uh, and then it had her stuff. Like, I think, think the best way to put it, like, like you said, said, you didn't, didn't need it, either. But, but it's, it's nice. nice. It's, it's still a yeah. compliment. And that's, yeah. that's, that's probably something you have to cut out because before you were like, I need a man. And right now it's yeah. like, it's uber you know. Yeah. That's, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and the difference now, like, I just appreciate the ways that we're different and like what he brings to my life that like, I could never bring that to my life. So there's kind of this thing like, yeah, I don't need a man to survive, right? Like, I don't, I don't need a man to like, be okay. But I like, I do need him, you know, like, I really do uh, to, to just like, to build my life the way I want it. Cause I want, I do want to have children sometime, you know, it's like, I, I don't want to do that alone. So like, I need him, <laughs> you know, like I need him in that case. Um, and there was just this whole reframe in terms of like, what does it mean to need or to, uh, yeah, to like be in partnership and like accept support and, um, communicate in ways that are healthy and appreciative instead of like, you know, what, what have you not done for me lately? Right. Like, it's kind of like negative, like not appreciating who this person is, uh, ways of being. So, you know, it's just like retraining slightly in terms of like how you see what other people can do for you and, and how much you love it, like how much you appreciate it. You know, it's just like, I just freaking love the things my husband does. I love who he is. Like, I would just never think of responding to the world the way he does. And I just think that's awesome. You know, like, that's great. That's good stuff. And to get to be in partnership and like witness that every day and experience life as his partner is that's the gold, in my opinion. Like that's, that's the gold right there of, of having a healthy relationship. So. You feel that kind of drives some stuff. drives your passion. Obviously. Sure. Professionship, but also that. Yeah. That's the gist that that's the nugget that gives you that extra and helps someone to find their person. For sure. I like I want that for everyone. You know, like I want that kind of depth of of love and appreciation and admiration and respect and fulfillment even comes to mind. Like that's possible in relationships. Like for as many people as possible, because that definitely is not the story of relationships that I witnessed growing up or that I feel like we get told often, like we're often being told about lots of toxic stuff and lots of, um, you know, divorces, we can say like the end of family, like just lots of really chaotic, hard stuff. 
And that definitely has its place too. Like not, it's not to say that that's bad, but just for people to know that there's an alternative, right? Like there is, there is this amazing relationship possible. And I believe for everyone, because I was a huge relationship mess. Like obviously like I, I was not doing good in, in relationships. Like I was, I was not, it's not good for a long time. Um, so I really believe that like having these incredible relationships is possible for most people, right? It's not, it's not across the board, but like most people are totally capable of building the skills to have really incredible, fulfilling relationships. And it does, it jazzes me up. Like I really, I want, I want that. I want that for the world. So, yeah. If you as a dating coach, do you like, um, with your clients, if they, if they find someone, yeah, yeah. keep up with it? Or is it like, do you keep, keep in touch? Or is it just, just like, yeah, that's kind of, kind of I try to. <laughs> it it feels like, like a little awkward. Like I'm like snooping back on their relationship, like to yeah. figure out if they're still doing well or whatever. Um, but you know, for the most part, again, like just revisiting, like, hey, how are you? And how are things going? Like they just because that is in the end what's important is like that the individuals are doing great. Um, and then usually they will report to me like, here's how, you know, here's how my love life is. is, is good. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I haven't, I haven't quite passed that place where I'm just like, Oh yeah, I can just be like, Hey, how's your love life? You know, out of, out of the blue. Uh, I might get there someday, but yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Well, well, I think I think, I think we, we did. I took enough of your time right there. Um, I think we did it. Yeah, yeah, we did it for this time. Definitely, yeah, very fun. We could be a repeating guest. We'll see. I would love that. I would love this. This has been a great things in order and just come up with some more interesting topics because I, I I feel the chemistry here definitely. Yeah, granted. But um, yeah, thank you for your time. And we're gonna call it there at an at an hour, an hour forty six. Oh my gosh, forty five minutes. It does not feel like that. So I just do want to say that. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. But uh, we'll sign off and we'll leave it there. And thank you for your time. Absolutely. Thank you so much for noticing.